0: Today's scripture will be from Matthew 6, uh, verses 19 to 24. If you have, uh, you can utilize the Bible in front of you in the pew, and that can be found on page 854. Matthew 6, 19 through 24. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust does destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness... How great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Today I want to talk to you about
1: materialism. Some time ago I quoted from you From a book that I had read called The Day America Told the Truth by James Patterson and Peter Kent. I want to quote from that book again this morning. They had started asking a question to Americans, What would you do for 10 million? And then they asked people, What would you do for 5 million? And then 2 million. After 2 million, the percentages came down drastically. However, at least for $2 million, people responded they would do these things 25% said they would abandon their entire family 23% who participated in the survey said they would become prostitutes for a week for 2 million dollars 16% they said they'd give up their american citizenship for 2 million dollars 16% said they would leave their spouse and 10% of people who participated in the survey said that they would withhold testimony and let a murderer go free for $2 million. We live in a materialistic society. But you know, this is nothing new. Even during the time of Jesus Christ, He was dealing with this thing of materialism. And this morning we're back here on the Sermon on the Mount where we've been the last several months and working our way through this message And today we want to look at this area of materialism. Real quick, before we get into the text this morning, I want to give you nine signs of materialism. First of all, insecurity. Insecurity. Insecurity is the byproduct of building our lives around persons, possessions, and positions. That's what insecurity is. Another one is fear. Fear occurs as we become aware of all the possible ways in which we could lose our most cherished possessions. A lot of Americans live their life in fear thinking, you know, when am I going to lose this possession? What's going to happen? Another one is anxiety. Anxiety is the physical and emotional tension which results when we think about financial problems. A lot of people live thinking about financial problems and their finances. Loss of sleep. Worry and pressure from financial cares become greater at night and remove the possibility of peaceful sleep. Ungratefulness. Financial cares and concerns decrease our ability to appreciate or enjoy the many benefits that God and others provide for us. Another one is enslavement. Money and possessions have built in demands for protection and maintenance. Thus, the things that we own soon own us. Another one is envy. Envy is desire to have what someone else has. We look at our neighbors, we look across the street, and we think, wow, they got a new car, I need to get one. Or they got this, or they got that, and I don't have that, so I got to get it. We, we We live our life in envy. We even live our life in envy of people's positions that they have. Bitterness. Bitterness is evidence that we love money and possessions more than we love God because it is God who allows our possessions to be taken or destroyed. And then last one is disillusionment. When we attempt to use money to fulfill all of our dreams, we discover that what we thought would make us happy and fulfilled only brings temporary pleasure and unseen disappointment. Just very quickly, those are nine signs of someone who's living a materialistic life. And in the scripture today, Jesus really sort of focuses in on three illustrations today of materialism. And let's look at the first in verses 19 through 21. He says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The first thing Jesus talks about here is a single treasure. A single treasure here. The Greek word carries with it the connotation of stacking up. When it says lay not up for yourself treasures, it's talking about stacking or laying out Horizontally, as one stacks coins and he counts those over and over, and that's the idea that he's saying. I don't know if you watch reality television, but this year one of the the big news shows on reality television is about hoarding, and they show these pictures of people who they hoard, who can't even basically walk through their house. I remember in Magnolia, New Jersey, there was a couple in our church who. We're into that. And I remember going to visit them in their home often. And when I walked into their home, there was basically one place I could sit because there was so much stuff on every piece of furniture and all over the house. And I asked the fellow one day, I said, Harry, I said, have you ever thrown anything away? And he said, no, Pastor. He said, we have every piece of mail that we have ever received since we've been married, which was 35 years, he said, "Pastor, we have everything that we have ever bought in our marriage over the last 35 years. I don't think we ever have thrown anything away, but food trash. They were hoarders, and you know Americans are hoarders today. And this is what he's talking about. But you know, first of all, let me let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with wealth. Abraham." Job, Job had vast herds and fields, 14,000 sheep, 6,000 a 1,000 oxen. There's nothing wrong with wealth. But the reality of it here, what Christ is saying is when we let our treasure become what rules us. Let me tell you what he's trying to get across to us is that hoarding on earth is wrong. Hoarding on earth is wrong. Because what's going to happen to those things? People are going to break in and they're going to steal. How many of you have ever had somebody break into your house? Raise your hand. Okay, Quite a few. Quite a few. We did in New Jersey. We, we had gone out to deliver some Christmas cookies, came back and noticed the door was open and our, <clears throat> our microwave was sitting at the back door. Evidently when we drove up into the dr- driveway, they had run and left the microwave sitting there. They had already gone in and taken all, all of some Christmas money, jewelry and things like that. And uh, it's a it's a horrible feeling to go through that. And, and the thing here that Christ is saying, he said, listen, everything that you hoard, everything that you have, it's going to what? It's going to rust. It's going to be done away with. And even thieves are going to break in and steal those things sometimes. And he's saying, listen, don't focus on here hoarding things on earth. But what he tells us is that where to hoard things in heaven. So I'm going to tell you, don't hoard, don't hoard, but then I'm going to tell you, listen, it's all right to lay up treasures where in heaven. It's okay when we think of hoarding in heaven is right. So if, if I'm thinking about this, where, what should I be laying up in heaven? What should be the investments in heaven? that I should be laying up. Well, I think there's three things, and let me give them to you real quick this morning. Number one, the first thing is your own life. The first thing is your own life. How do you lay up your own life in heaven? Well, the reality of that is this, is when we die, there's only two places we can go, heaven or hell. That's what the Bible says. And the only way that you can go to heaven is by coming to that point in your life, realizing that your sin has separated you from God, realizing that God did something about that. That He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sin. His body was broken, as we're going to talk about this morning. His blood was shed for the remission of your sin. So that all you had to do was come to that point in your life and admit that you're a sinner, confess that you're a sinner, Believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin and put your faith and trust in that and that alone. At that moment, if you would do that this morning, if you've never done that, at that moment, your life will be laid up in heaven. Last Sunday night, that little girl's life was laid up in heaven for eternity. The first thing we want to make sure is that we're on our way to heaven. You can't send stuff Ahead, if you're not going there yourself, can you? And so the first thing you want to lay up in heaven is your own life. The second thing you want to lay up in heaven is your loved ones and your friends' life. Listen, we can amass all kinds of wealth and we can amass all kinds of things on this earth, but the most important thing is not about this earth. The most important thing is heaven and that our loved ones and that our friends and that our neighbors are on their way there. Listen, we don't need to be spending our life building up wealth here. We need to be spending our life investing it in the lives of other people to make sure that those that we meet at work, those that we meet in the drugstore, those that we see at the gas station, those that we see around Elizabethtown or Middletown or wherever you live, that those people know Jesus Christ as their Savior. We're left here on this earth for the purpose of sharing the gospel. The second thing that we can send ahead, the second thing is loved ones and friends sharing the gospel with them. And then there's something else too. There's something else that we can hoard in heaven. It's called crowns. Did you know the Bible talks about someday that uh, we as Christians will stand before God and our works will be judged whether they be wood, hay or stubble they'll be put through the fire to see why we did what we did for Jesus Christ all of us will go through that if we know Christ is our Savior someday and the great thing is that we're going to be rewarded for what we do here on earth we're going to be rewarded we're going to be given crowns now listen, it talks about the crown of the soul winner those who spend their life investing in the lives of others. We're, we're, we're going to be the crown of righteousness. Those who live a righteous life are going to receive crowns. It talks about the crown of life for withstanding temptation. And in heaven, we're going to be able to take those crowns and we're going to be able to place them back at Jesus' feet. Why? Because we don't deserve them anyway. The only reason we're in heaven is because... Of what Christ did for us. The only reason, listen, that I can even serve Him today is because of His grace. It's not about Dick Vaughn. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about Ben Buckner, is it Ben? He knows that. It's all about Jesus Christ. And Ben, listen, you talk. he's such a humble guy. When he gets to heaven, he's going to do the same thing we all are. Listen, he's going to want to give those crowns back to Jesus. And I'm able to send those ahead. Oh, listen. Listen to me, parents. Listen to me. You can build the greatest baseball player in the world by your kids. You can make them the best basketball player. You can make them the best soccer player. And today, it's all about that with kids. But listen, we need to teach our kids. The most important thing in this world is not sports. It's becoming that even in the church today. It's not about sports. It's about teaching my kids about Jesus and teaching my kids that, listen, kids, you got friends on the baseball field, on the basketball field, who need to know about Jesus. You've got, if you don't live it in your life, how can your kids? Listen, we don't want to teach our kids about materialism. We want to teach them about Jesus. We want to get our kids excited about Jesus, because that's teaching them to send things ahead. I have all kinds of trophies at home from football. i not anymore. My mother threw them all away. They're not there. I had wrestling. I told you about this wrestling jacket I was so proud of. It said lions on it. it. Had a big lion head here. Heavyweight. State champions, went home one year after my first year of freshman college, and I said, Mom, where's my peacoat, you know, my my wrestling coach? He said, oh, came across that in the attic, I threw it away. Threw it away? Hey, listen, those things really don't mean anything. And I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm not preaching to you this morning. I'm preaching to myself, too, because I get so caught up in this world and materialism. I do. I went out just a month ago and bought a real big big screen TV so I could watch the Phillies get in the World Series. <laughs> that did a lot of good, didn't it? Probably go home and watch the big screen TV today at one o'clock with the Eagles and that won't do any good. So I think to myself, so what is all this about? See, I'm but I get caught up in it too. I'm, I'm preaching this to myself. And you know what I thought about this morning? And I thought about this sitting out there, Ben. I thought, man, I wonder how many people in the tribe I could have reached for what it cost me for that TV. It's so easy in this society to get caught up, isn't it? And what he says here, look at that verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's so easy for my heart to go after this world. And what are you saying? Listen, it's real easy to see what's important to us because it's where we put our time, it's where we put our talent, and it's where we put our treasure. You know about the sad thing about America today? Less and less young people are going to Christian colleges. Less. And less young people are going into full-time service. Less and less young people are getting involved in missions. You know why? I think one of the causes, and it was just an article in Christianity Today not too long ago, it's because of the materialism. You know, because if you looked at the slides, the Buckners don't live in the nicest house, and don't live in the biggest, have the nicest vehicle there and all of those things. And you can't do those when you give your life to go to the mission field. It's so easy to allow materialism to come into our heart. It's so easy to lose that single treasure of our treasure in heaven What's more, What upsets you more, a broken appliance or a broken heart? A lost possession or a lost soul? I told this message is for me. I, I spent more time this week look, looking for my lost key fob that went down between the seats of my car and I couldn't find it than this preacher did looking for a lost soul. I spent more time and more worried about that. Then he talks about a single vision. A single vision. A wrong value system is like poor eyesight. In verses 22, it says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. Jesus in a sermon here as he speaks to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jewish people, he, he tries to bring this thing of a single vision. A wrong value system is like poor eyesight. The eyes will not focus properly. Or your right eye looks one way and your other eye looks the other way. You're going to focus either on the world or you're going to focus on heaven. We're going to focus on one of those two places. We're either going to focus on the world or we're going to focus on heaven. Some of us go cross-eyed because we try to look at both. We, we, try, we try to keep focused here on earth and we try to keep focused on heaven. If your eyes are focused on earth, your whole being is what he says is going to be full of darkness. So what he's telling us here is, listen, we even though we live here on this earth, that we need to focus on eternity. You might have the light of the Lord inside, but focusing on the world will cover that light. And, and that's something that happens in all of our light, all of our lives. Sometimes we get so focused on this world that our light becomes covered because it's all about this world and it's not about the world to come. It's about focusing on eternity. That's where our focus needs to be. And then the last one is we need to, to move along quickly this morning is a single master. A single treasure, a single vision, and then a single master. He says here, no man can serve two masters, for neither he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. What is he saying here? He says, listen, it's either Christ or materialism. It's Christ or the world. It's Christ or you can fill in the blank, but you can't serve two masters. And it's interesting that he uses this illustration because the moment of salvation, the moment you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, you become what? Bought. You're bought with a price. You no longer are owned by yourself. You're owned by Jesus Christ. He is your master. I mean, think about it. Think about what slave, what person who has spent their life in slavery over here and he's bought by a brand new master who treats him so good and takes care of him and loves him Whatever want to walk across to the old master who treated him so horrible. But that's what we do, that's what we do. Christians, when we try to serve two masters, you can only serve one. God's word tells us over and over, James 4:4, 4, 4, 1 John 2:15, Revelation 3: 15 through 16, He says to us. You can only serve one Master. And so my question this morning, who are you serving? Are you serving Christ? Or are you serving the world? Where are you laying up your treasures this morning? Here on earth or in heaven? And I want to close just with this statement this morning by John Calvin. He says, where riches hold the dominion of the heart, God has lost His authority. Where riches hold the dominion of the heart, God has lost His authority. This morning the question is, where's your treasure? Are you laying it up here? Or are you sending it ahead? How's your eyesight this morning? Is it focused on here? Or is it focused in heaven? And who's really the master of your life? Is it things? Or is it God? And so, as I look at this, to me, it's uh, just a fresh reminder as I read through this sermon, a fresh reminder to me. We live in the wealthiest country there is. We have so much compared to what everybody else has. And it's so easy to get so caught up with everything and to forget it's really not about this world at all, it's all about eternity. You know, one moment, one breath on the other side, all of this will have made no difference at all. Somebody once said, I don't know who it was, you never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Nope, you don't. One minute on the other side, the only thing that's going to matter is where you are and who's there with you. Nothing else will matter. Where you are and who there, who's there with you. Father, thank You for this time to be able to open Your Word. And certainly, Father, again, as Jesus preaches this sermon, it is so convicting to my own heart. And how often I struggle with serving two masters. How often I struggle with double vision, and how often I struggle with hoarding treasures here. Oh God, this morning, thank You for convicting me, and Lord, I pray that in each of our hearts, You would do the work that needs to be done to help us be people with a single treasure, a single vision, and a single master. In Your name we pray, Amen.